The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Al Kelly, the executive chairman of Visa, as you mentioned. Al, thank you so much for being here. Visa is also doubling down with a $1 billion commitment to transform this continent. Talk about that and why it's so important to you. Well, Jennifer, good to be with you. I think this is one of the most exciting places in the world. Uh, and by 2050, you're going to be 2.5 billion people. And, and it has made so much progress, but yet there's so much opportunity ahead of us. And so we have, uh, we're, we're looking to expand our operations here. We're looking to extend the amount of innovation we bring to the marketplace. We want to increase the collaboration that we have with so many different players who play very intricate and important roles here in Africa. Uh, today we're announcing, uh, as part of our investment, a new program, a, a Visa FinTech Accelerator, where we plan to work with uh, 40 startups uh, very closely, ultimately probably taking a third of them and actually investing months worth of time and putting some capital behind them. And we will do this for the next five years to try to help bring more players into the ecosystem that will help Africa grow. How do you get around though some of the challenges of the continent? In particular, I'm talking about the reliance on cash uh, and also the informal economy here. I mean, how, how does that play into what it is that you're trying to do? Well, much of the world has actually uh, become much more digital over the course of the uh, last three years. It's probably the silver lining of, uh, of, the, of the pandemic, and it's happened here in Africa as well. Clearly, Africa is still a heavy cash society, but that, therein lies the opportunity. And uh, governments are playing a very, very important role in, in facilitating and trying to accelerate and set an example relative to digitization. We're doing a lot of projects with uh, governments throughout Africa. And I just believe that there's a, a, a runway here to digitize Africa at much greater levels over the course of the next decade. And we know through several sources, including the World Bank, that if you can increase digitization, GDP will be boosted along the way. I also want to talk to you about uh, the U.S., which is, of course, uh, the headquarters of Visa, uh, and, and specifically about what we're hearing from a lot of executives that potentially the U.S. could avoid a recession, and that, of course, plays into uh, what consumers are feeling at this point in time. Based on the data that Visa has, w what's your outlook? I mean, is the U.S. on a better trajectory than maybe we thought earlier? Well, this consumer in the U.S. has been incredibly resilient. In fact, the consumer around the world has been incredibly resilient. When we look at uh, transaction levels, there are 150 percent of what they were in, in 2019. When we look at e-commerce, excluding travel, it's 175 percent of two 2019. And travel itself is coming back. Cross-border travel was 129 percent of uh, 2019 in December, 134 in March, and 139 percent uh, last month. Clearly, the consumer is doing some trading down for brands to generics. They're spending, though, the same amount or more money, but they're obviously spending more on non-discretionary, I'm sorry, on, on uh, non-discretionary items, and therefore some of the discretionary spending is, is probably suppressed a little bit. But I believe that uh, we, I don't know if we avoid a recession, but we're going we're gonna to be on the edge. But if we have one, it will be very narrow and very short, not very deep. So you're, and, the, and that's your projection for the rest of 2023, or how long do you 
think that might last? Well, I think that there's no, there's nothing on the horizon. I mean, we're we're really not economists, but there's nothing on the horizon that suggests uh, any any real change as we look out as far as we can. And also sticking with the U.S., I wanted to talk about specifically what we're seeing from Senator Dick Durbin. Uh, he's he's really talked about how Visa and your other competitors get a bulk of their revenue from the fees that are charged to consumers and to merchants. He's trying to pass legislation yet again to rein in on that. Um, are you concerned at all uh, about this for the Visa company? Well, first of all, they, these fees, these interchange fees, are actually fees that go from merchants to the banks. We only set the fees. We're not the recipient of the fees. But I, I do think the legislation is quite flawed, uh, and particularly at a time like this when we talk about things like the, the economy. The, re, the reality is competition is as good and as robust as it's ever been. I've been in payments for three and a half decades. Uh, this legislation will end up reducing the amount of credit available to people. It will take away rewards from consumers. It will potentially increase fraud. There's many, many things that are problematic about this bill. And if we look back and look at the history in 2010, when Durbin went in on, on debit cards, there was great promise of what, how great it was going to be for the consumer. But what happened? The consumer lost rewards on debit cards. Free checking went away. And the promise that merchants would pass along or any kind of savings directly to consumers never bore itself out. So we have a, an absolute airtight history case to look at to say that this legislation is, is not ultimately very, very bad for consumers. And I actually don't think very good for merchants. Do you think it will fail then, or do you think he might be successful the second time? Uh, you know, I, I can't predict these things. I can tell you that we will work hard at making sure that we get the message out throughout uh, the House and the Senate as to our, our feelings on the, on the bill. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, senators and House members who sympathize with a lot of the arguments that I just made. The merchant coalition tends to be quite organized. Unfortunately, the consumers in the U.S. don't necessarily know much about this legislation, and therefore they're, they're unaware. But I can tell you, as I've said to many of them, if you have a town hall with your folks and say, would you like less credit and less rewards and potentially more fraud, you're not going to get a lot of people cheering and putting their hands up. So I think it's, uh, you know, part of my job is to make sure I'm not only representing the industry but I'm representing the consumers in the United States. But we don't take anything for granted. We'll work hard at uh, making sure that our views relative to this uh, act uh, are, are well uh, expressed and, and frequently expressed. And, and let's just finish back on Africa, since, since that is where we are and what we're talking about here today. What is your projection for the, the, the future African consumer, especially as it pertains to what it is that you are trying to do with Visa? Well, I think so much of this comes down to continuing to grow out the infrastructure, continue to have more Africans have access to financial vehicles and financial the finan and be in the financial mainstream. And then education is obviously very critical. Uh, I, I think if we look at the progress that's been made here in the last 10 years, people have access to the internet has gone from 9% to 40%. We, pro we project that there'll be 650 million smartphones by the end of, of 2025. 20, Yet, as much progress has been made, citing that internet statistic, the reality is that the average country in the world is at 62.5% of right. people with internet access. So I, I look at this as a, as a nation that has already proven, uh, or a set of 54 nations, a continent of 54 nations, that has already proven that uh, they can make great progress. And I, I but that said, I I think there's even more to come than has happened to date, and that's the reason why we're, we're here and why we're so excited about the continent. Al Kelly, Executive Chairman of Visa. Al, thank you so much for being here in Marrakesh with us.
The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.